This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Standing by for Cowboys COO Vice President Stephen Jones here in the G-Bag Nation. Hour number two. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus. We got Eric Chiafalo, my nosebleed brethren, back in the saddle. Lucius Alexander and Carter Freeman coordinating uh, your video as well on Twitch and on YouTube. Cowboys big game tomorrow night against the Lions looking to snap this two-game losing streak. And, you know, I I know you do an excellent job breaking down the film. And we uh, got the preview of the Lions offense and defense as we look at some of the matchups in this one to watch. I think you brought up a big one. And CeeDee Lamb has had so much success out of the slot. Yeah. And you saw it against Miami, right? That was a matchup this time last week. We were discussing, okay, you can take advantage of that against the Dolphins secondary. Now, Brian Branch is a guy certainly you're going to have to be wary of. No, you are. And this is a it's a ball hawking safety group and it's a, a ball hawking nickel corner. And the thing with Branch is he has that ability to uh you know, he has the ability to cover. He played, as we know, we watched him at Alabama when he was a, a free safety. Played down in the box. Really an outstanding player for the Lions right now. And he was an outstanding player at Alabama. He really was. Yeah. Slid to the second round there. But joining us now, courtesy of the DMM Leasing Hotline here and brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. Cowboys Vice President COO Stephen Jones. Stephen, Happy New Year, sir. How was Christmas for you? We had a great Christmas with the family and uh, everything went well. We just got a. Only thing we didn't get was that win against Miami, but uh, uh, we just got to get back on track here and get our momentum going into the playoffs. Well, it'll certainly be a special night tomorrow at AT&T. I'm sure we'll ask you about Jimmy getting into the ring of honor, but uh, what are your thoughts about this Lions team coming into Arlington? Well, Dan Campbell's done an amazing job, certainly playing at a high level. Uh, you know, we've run against two teams here that, you know, had – uh, some nice days uh, running the ball, and I'm sure we'll see it again. I mean, Dan does a great job. They're physical, and, you know, with their two backs, they're two of the best in the business, and, uh, you know, we've got our work cut out for us. But we look, uh, you know, obviously we're playing real well at home at AT&T, and our fans just do an amazing job of uh, really giving us a home field advantage, and hopefully that'll work in our favor. How close were you guys to ever actually getting Dan Campbell on staff as a coach once he was done playing? Well, we made a couple runs at him and just didn't work out. But uh, Dan's one of our favorites. I mean, he's obviously a Texas man and from Texas, and but just doing an incredible job uh, for the Lions there and motivator and uh, motivator of men and uh, just have nothing uh, but respect uh, for the job he's done there in Detroit. Stephen, when you you mentioned about playing home at AT&T, and, and we've kind of thrown theories about why things on the road haven't worked out. And one of them I was talking about was communication. It just seems like your operation, and you played you played some really good teams on the road. I, I understand that too. 
but it just seems like the operation of the offense, it, it just seems more to, it, more cleaner with communication and stuff uh, at home than on the road. Is, is that something, am I, am I going down the right path, or is that something that it, it's totally not anything you would think about? Well, I think it's no different than any other teams up against. I mean, most of these uh, stadiums we play in, as you know, are all full this day and time. You have sure. to you have to give them some credit, and uh, you know, all these uh, home teams now have an advantage because they usually have a lot of people who are, who are uh, you know who are involved in terms of uh, uh, wanting to root for their home team. So I just think it's part of it right now that these. Uh, Hostile environments are a challenge, and it is, as you said, Brian, hard to communicate. Uh, you know, when the, uh, when you have the ball, these crowds have gotten savvy, and, you know, it's a legitimate factor. But, you know, I think there's a lot of things that go into it. And, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, you just got to uh, get in there and, and stay focused and execute more than ever uh, when you're on the road. But uh, we'll get our hands around that. We're not worried about it. Do you expect the uh, the loudest portion of the program to be when Jimmy gets inducted during halftime? Oh, I, I think it's uh, very uh, nice. Uh, we're obviously uh, Jimmy's going to be a part of our revival, and a lot of our fans have uh, uh, looked forward to that. I think it'll be a great day. What are some of your uh, memories of Jimmy? As, as people have been get, sharing those all week long, but looking back on it, such a tremendous run there in that dynasty of the nineties. Jimmy was uh, one of my mentors uh, you know, as far as the game goes and uh, certainly learned a lot. I was, you know, in my late 20s, uh, uh, mid to late 20s when he was here. And, uh, you know, he was great for me. I loved working with him. And, you know, obviously he's very intense. Uh, you know, coming out of college, he was, you know, he knew the, uh, you know, the personnel side well because uh, he played against most of these uh, guys in college, especially the top uh, especially the top talent in the country. He was very aware of that, but, uh, you know, Jimmy just had a great way about him. And yeah, Stephen, sorry, I think, I think we're having a little bit yeah. of a connection issue with you. Maybe we can uh, try and, and get you back on the line and try and f- maybe it's just where you're located right now, but the signal coming across just a little scratch. Can you, can you hear me now? It's still just cutting in and out. It's tough. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and get you back. Uh, get you connected or, or, or figure out a better way there. But certainly, He's a man on the go. He certainly is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's busy right now. Plus, yeah. you got the Cotton Bowl that's yeah. going on. got the Cotton Bowl With going Mizzou, on. Right. And, and then he's got his nephew, Paxton, yeah. who's going to be playing for Texas yeah. in the Sugar Bowl, Charlotte's son. So, I mean, th- this is this is busy business right now yeah. going on with the Jones family. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, uh, you know, but he was talking about some of his memories with uh, with, with with Jimmy and, and you know, the mentorship and, I mean, Stephen has been very, very fortunate, uh, you know, it, it being at a very young age and being involved with the National Football League and involved with the team of uh, being around guys like a Jimmy Johnson, a Bill Parcells. You know, his father has some tremendous friendships, too. The Al Davises back in the day. And, you know, Stephen is, is, has always been a, a guy that is just the just a wealth of knowledge to, you know, he's one of those guys that listens. He's very good at learning of things and understanding things and very smart and so, yeah, I mean, it, it, I can see why we're Jimmy Johnson, especially with the player evaluation part of things, Absolutely. Could, could really, really help you there because of his knowledge with all that's going on with, uh, with at the time with college football and, and being the successful 
coach that he was at the University of Miami. I wonder what kind of festivities are involved for Jimmy Johnson and uh, these guys, like in lead up or after the game or whatever. Like you got to think there's some level of shindig that uh, well, Dave, Jerry will be throwing. Dave Campo was talking about that that they did something for the Hall of Fame, and then this is more of a. Jimmy kind of wanted a more of a low-key approach with the Ring of Honor, but this has to be a tremendous day for him. I mean, to, to, to be this is one of the most difficult Ring of Honors if you're ever going to get in one. This is because you could go around to some of these stadiums and it's like, you know, there's like 20 people up on the wall and they have 30 people up on the wall. This one is a very, very, very select group of guys that have, that have been a part of this one. Yeah, I believe there'll be a dinner uh, that some of the other Ring of Honor members that are there will happen pregame yeah. that they'll get to enjoy, and, yeah. and that'll be fun. I mean, look, Troy calling the game, and then I'm sure he's going to go right down from the booth. He'll put on his Ring of Honor jacket. Yeah. They'll have the ceremony at halftime. We'll air that here on 105.3 The Fan. Of course, you'll be able to hear that on, on your home of Dallas Cowboys football. But I mean, an outstanding tribute, I'm sure, will be in store uh, with Jerry bringing in Jimmy. And we've got Steven back on now, and... And, Stephen, you were just in the middle. I'm sorry about that before it broke up, but you were just in the middle of sharing your thoughts on Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy was just, uh, you know, coming out of, uh, you know, when we hired him, he and Jerry had, a, uh, you know, a great relationship, uh, playing ball together in college and, of course, uh, communicated all, uh, you know, in and out throughout his career and was the right choice for us. And I came in and I thought just brought great intensity. He obviously – Knew a lot of the talent coming out because uh, obviously he'd won his national championships and played against uh, some of the best players uh, uh, in the country in terms of uh, that. So he brought that element. But more than anything, I just think he had a, a great way about motivating men. And uh, I think he came just at the right time. And we had a great run there, obviously, uh, winning two Super Bowl championships with him, building a championship caliber football team. And as I said, he was one of – uh, my mentors that I look back on really taught me a lot about the game, uh, you know, a lot about uh, uh, leading uh, men and uh, just uh, hats off to him. And uh, obviously it's great that he's going in the ring of honor. I know our fans are looking forward to that. And uh, obviously a big part of uh, our run in terms of uh, the early part of our uh, being a part of the NFL, uh, you know, he was a, a, a big part of that. Steven, I couldn't imagine who's more competitive between him and your dad. You know, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, it, it, them working together the way they did, and we saw it from Green Bay as how great of a job you guys did. It was very difficult to compete against you guys. But I just couldn't imagine those two working together as well as they did and, and, and creating what they did uh, with, with, the, with the teams that you guys built. Well, both men have been so successful uh, in about anything they do. Obviously, Jimmy did it in football uh, for most of his career, but then he's gone on with Fox and been one of the top uh, talents uh, in terms of uh, uh, communicating uh, what our game's all about year in, year out, week in, week out. And, of course, Jerry's had success in about everything he's touched, from uh, the oil business, real estate business, and, of course, uh, the NFL and all the – uh, you know, the innovative things that he's done for the NFL. Uh, you know, both men have been such huge contributors. Yeah. That's why they both wear gold jackets. And certainly a big uh, – uh, it'll be great to, uh, those two to be down on the field when uh, Jerry inducts uh, Jimmy into the ring of honor. Steven, you're obviously part of the competition committee, and I was wondering your thoughts on Micah's frustration with the lack of holding calls and if the NFL has gotten back to you guys at all with any of the reasoning towards that. 
No, I don't think there's a, you know, I, I'm just one of those who believes that these officials, uh, are, you know, do a great job in general. I mean, it's never going to be perfect, just like players and coaches aren't perfect. Uh, you know, they, they do the very best job they can. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, you get a player like Micah who's, uh, you know, obviously they're doing anything and everything they can to slow him down. And, uh, you know, you're always going to uh, – wish there were more penalties in terms of, uh, uh, you know, what they're doing in terms of their techniques with Micah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, we get away with our share too in terms of when you look at the film, uh, you know, I'm sure other teams have great pass rushers who feel the same way. But uh, we'll continue. I know Michael will continue to rush rush his ass off. And, you know, in the meantime, I'm sure he'll he'll get his down the home stretch. Steven, there's been some reports coming out here recently about any some contract extensions or talks with with Dak. Is, is that really premature right now with you know people talking about when guys throw out numbers, what the contracts could be? Uh, is, is that really all just premature right now with what you guys are dealing with? Well, at the end of the day, I'm sure uh, Dak's got his mind on one thing. That's trying to win a championship this yeah. year. I'm sure his contract's the furthest thing from his mind. Uh, certainly, organizationally, our focus is on winning this year. Uh, do people like myself and, you know, the guys who handle the salary cap uh, keep an eye on uh, what things are, whether it be a DAC or, for that matter, a CD Lamb or a Micah? Uh, you're always managing uh, not only the cap for this year, but you're managing into the future. And you certainly, uh, you know, when you're running your iterations of uh, what a salary cap might look like, uh, which we have to do, uh, certainly not a an issue for our coaching staff, the players, uh, Jerry, for that matter. But uh, we're always keeping up with what our cap might look like uh, into the future. So we do keep an eye on that. We do know where contracts are. But, uh, you know, Dak's, uh, you know, uh, the, the one and only leader of this team in terms of uh, being the main guy. Uh, we all know, uh, Jerry said it many times, I've said it, what we think of Dak and know his future's bright here in uh, Dallas. Well, speaking of Jerry, he was having fun this morning on our morning show talking about some of the pranks that the grandkids are playing on him. I was uh, wondering if, if you were ever successfully able to get a prank over on Dad. <laughs> well, this uh, we have a lot of fun uh, when we're not working and uh, have a great time uh, uh, grinning with each other and uh, having light moments. And uh, Jerry was a big part of that as uh, well in terms of uh, the pranks that he liked to play, but uh, obviously uh, uh, we have a lot of fun, and the grandkids have picked up right where he, my uncles, uh, obviously ourselves, uh, left off in terms of having a lot of fun with each other. Well, I know it's a busy weekend. We got a lot of college football, but uh, most importantly, tomorrow night, hopefully we come out with the W there. Steven, appreciate the time as always, sir. Take care. Hey, great being on, guys. Y'all have a happy holiday. You as well. Happy New Year. Happy holidays to you as well. Stephen Jones, your vice president and COO of your Dallas Cowboys as we get you set for the game against the Lions tomorrow night. And, you know, honestly, Brian, it'd be great. And you gave us the details of Brad Allen. Yeah. But, I mean, Stephen is is right. As we talk about how frustrated we are with Micah and the lack well, of calls, and Micah deserves the frustration yeah. But I'm sure if we did watch as closely as we do Micah of a Miles Garrett or name that pass rusher, they're probably also being held a ton. I mean, it's just eventually you'd hope something's got to give. You can't go two months without a holding call. No, and, and that's the uh, 
Stephen has to be very, very careful. And I, I guarantee you there's times where they're sitting in that box and it's, you know, Jerry and Will and they're all sitting there watching and, and, and you know, they got those screens in front of us and, you know, Fox or CBS or ESPN, they're, they're replaying and Mike is getting held and, you know, I'm, I'm sure Stephen is losing his damn mind right now about it, you know, but he's on that competition committee. He really can't come out and say that, that, you know, that Sean Hockley is, you know, needs to not officiate in the league anymore because he, you know, can't call a holding call. You know, I mean, he, he, he really can't say that. But I'm sure when him, when, when, when they sit down with Will and Mike and, and Jerry and they all just, you know, they, they look at the big picture of it, you know, Stephen's like, listen, this is what we're fighting against right now. This is, you know, he's trying to explain to everyone else what the situation is. But I guarantee you, though, he's also pissed off that Mike is not getting holding calls. He just can't say it to us in the way that he probably wants to. All right, let's do some NFL news of the day. We got some players that have been placed on IR. Who's in, who's out for this weekend? Joe Flacco stats and Chase Honesty. That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, uh, shall, we get, shall we get into some NFL news of the day? And then we got Biggest Dell, Biggest Dub, 877-881-1053. Where have you taken some personal victories? Where have you taken some L's along the way? It is official. Hollywood Brown is being placed on IR by the Arizona Cardinals, so he will be done for the season. It does not appear that Kyler Murray will be playing, but he is not officially ruled out. Trevor Lawrence is out, though, with that shoulder injury. So T-Lie will not be playing against the Panthers. It'll be C.J. Beathard, uh, C.J. Beathard, who will be starting <laughs> for Jacksonville. And I did think this was outstanding. While Mike McDaniel, of course, did uh, say that Jalen Waddell will be out for probably the biggest game of the weekend against Baltimore uh, for Miami. He did jokingly say, in terms of preparing for Lamar Jackson, I offered my skill set to be scout team quarterback, and it was not accepted by the team. Oh, that's hurtful. And they don't think that he can run around out there. Uh, but if you missed and if you have the ability to watch Hard Knocks, the newest episode was the Cowboys episode with the Dolphins. And it's absolutely fantastic. They also go ahead and uh, they do their Christmas. And Dan Marino, who is now very back involved with the organization, is part of the quarterback room. And they're calling him Uncle Dan. And he's part of the gift exchange. It was incredible. I thought it was one of uh, the best Hard Knocks episodes yet. Have you watched that one, Lucius? Have you caught yeah, up? Yeah, no, that was good. It, it was, was good. good Heartbreaking at the end, but very good. Of course. Like, yeah. the result of the Cowboy game was a mad yeah. bummer. But and Dan got off cheap, but if I got the gift from Dan, I would be excited about it. I would, too. It was the, yeah. it was the ISO gloves, oh, right? Oh, look at you. Damn. Uh, spoiler alert. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. I was trying to talk around <laughs> it. My man just went for it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> sorry about It's been that. out for, what, two days? If you haven't seen it by now, uh, I don't care. It's not up to you. Uh, but fantastic with <laughs> fantastic stuff there on Hard Knocks. Now, last night, how about the Browns? Browns became the first team in NFL history to make the playoffs after starting four different quarterbacks in the same season. Kevin Stefanski has also become the first Browns head coach to lead the team to multiple playoff berths right? since Marty yeah. Schottenheimer. I mean, I brought this up a week ago, 
But when you hear these kind of stats and the way that they've just been able to play, regardless on who's starting at quarterback for them, whether it's been Dorian Thompson Robinson or if it was Watson or now Joe Flacco, who's four and one, Kevin Stefanski, if you, I, I think he's got to be coach of the year. And if he's not, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to prove me wrong that he's not. I mean, the job that he's done there in Cleveland, and that's a hell of a defense. They've been a good defensive football team all year long, but he's an offensive coach. And his ability to plug in, whether it's Jerome Ford, who nobody had ever heard of at running back, they bring back Kareem Hunt, right? They lose Nick Chubb at the beginning of the season. This is a team who's got a lot of injuries. They're overcoming it. They're winning playoff or winning uh winning games. They're back in the playoffs. And they're gonna be maybe an 11, 12 win wild card team, just like the Cowboys will be. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's insane what the what they've done, what Joe Flacco has done, going from not being on a roster to stepping in and every single game is just three hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns touchdowns he's playing his rear end off you saw him falling asleep at the end of the game last mm. night on the bench no, his feeling. work was done the hay was in the barn That's such a good meme now it's past great. my bedtime here's the, joe flacco dozing off the whole story's great the whole story's great their defense is the real deal for sure jim schwartz i mean i don't know if he's like head coach candidate kind of deal if he's passed his head coach I th- opportunities I think jimmy's just a, i think jimmy's just a he's good as a defensive coordinator he's a monster as a defensive yeah. coordinator I, i'm gonna vote for D'Amico ryan's because my expectations for the Houston Texans was probably going to get be back in the top three picking again, you know, with the rookie quarterback. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job. And and let's be honest, their roster is not as good as what the Cleveland Browns roster is. And I know that Stefanski has done it with all the different quarterbacks and all that. It's a big deal. But you could you could get through, you could get through winning games when you got a really good defense you can i bet and they, I and they the run history the ball. of that franchise they have not overcome that type of stuff well no they never they haven't and you're right and but to me and it let's they be run the ball well well let's be honest they they the quarterback they picked or the quarterback they gave all the guaranteed money for and gave up picks is not even helping them you know i mean that's I mean that 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 right there in itself should tell you something. Yeah, That's some, they, they 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 haven't had a it, it took a guy a thirty nine year old quarterback to come in there and run the offense the way it needed to be run. But you know what he's not doing? He's not making mistakes. You know he's a competent quarterback. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's he he knows who to get the ball to. He get it to Amari Cooper when he plays. You know. I I think that to me I think there's far far more talent on the the Cleveland Browns than there are on the Houston Texans and I I think Houston's got a shot at winning the, now that they get their quarterback they do they've I mean, got a they, shot, got a shot the because Jacksonville is Jacksonville losing. is completely falling apart but both of those guys should certainly be the top two in voting but man the job that Kevin Stefanski's done I just don't think it's been talked about uh, quite as much as, as even in D'Amico Ryan so I mean you we got a lot of good coaching candidates those two I, I'm with you they're probably at the top of the list and what if, Joe Flacco's done right now if you said who would going into the season who was probably going to have a better record? Yeah, going into the season, Cleveland. But if you tell me, hey, they're on four different starting quarterbacks, they're Nick Chubb goes out for the season. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, they've I know, overcome yeah. a lot. They have. They've oh, overcome no. a ton. Yeah. I, it's good. I think either one of those is good. You could throw Todd Bowles in there for what uh, he's got the Buccaneers, yeah. you know, figuring out right now. What about McVay? What McVay. McVay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give Matt Stafford the MVP at four forty. 
during football is fine. Ooh, I'm I'll give that. you some reasons on that. But I'm definitely in on that. But the Joe Flacco stuff is amazing. The Flacco stuff's crazy. So he's got 13 touchdown passes this, this season. Kenny Pickett has thrown six. Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph have also played this year for Pittsburgh. They've combined for six touchdowns in seven games. Joe Flacco has more passing touchdowns in five games with the Browns than all of the Steelers quarterbacks all season. My God, it, it's incredible, <laughs> dude. What Joe Flacco is doing? He's got as many touchdown passes as the Giants have as a team yes. this year. He's now thirty third on the Browns their their team's career passing list. Thirty third. He's fifty nine yards passing away from uh from from passing Johnny Manziel on their all time list. That is ridiculous. He's been there for six mm. weeks. He's played in like four games. He's got, he, what, four games of over 300 yards? Yes. Yeah. Like him, Dak Prescott. And shout out to David Njoku. Last night, four catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown in the first quarter. Most yards by a tight end in the first quarter since 1991. And afterwards, he's in the parking lot taking shots with fans. That's our kind of guy right there. David Njoku was? David Njoku. Absolutely. Dude, I think like something happened to him the night that he sort of caught on fire in his own house about six weeks ago. He's been on a freaking tear <laughs> really ever since. Been. I mean, every week now in fantasy, like he's a must start. You stare death in the face, it really changes you. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing with some perspective now. A little Man. bit more gratitude out there on the gridiron. He's been badass. Now, we would be so locked into all offseason we talked about, maybe best rivalry in football right now. Are you now. saying like he had something happen to him, like, like Spider-Man? Like he yeah. got bit yes. by a spider or... Uh, what what rock man? Who's the rock guy? What, what's Clayface? No, no, no. The guy from the Fantastic Four, the Stone dude. Yeah, the big. Uh, yeah, the, the thing. Gosh. They call him the just thing. the thing. Just, it is the thing. He it's is the, the thing. thing. He got. Yep. He got. How did he become the thing? Did he get knocked into a, ra- a radiation treatment there's area? A, I'm sure something. There's a backstory. Here. How did he? How did he become the thing? It's a That's a great question. I'm, gonna, I'm all over this. For, did he you get radiation us. poisoning or yeah, something? Yeah, something along those lines. I don't think it was radiation poisoning. I'm typing it. How did the thing become the thing? We'll find. I'm on it. Uh, while we wait for, for that research project, Jamar Chase adding some fuel to the fire as we don't have Joe Burrow to face Mahomes and Arrowhead, but we still have Jamar Chase, and he gave an honest opinion on the Chiefs secondary. Yeah, we know what we're capable of. Everyone in the lead does. That's why, they, that's why Casey doubles the way they do. What stands out about that secondary for the Chiefs? If I'm being honest, nothing. <laughs> they just know how to play us. They know the leverages. They know what splits we're in. They just know what we going to do certain movements. Um, they throw a little double-doubles at us to stop the two best players on the outside, and that's all they do. I mean, it's not really like they got a Jalen Ramsey on these squads, so you know what I'm saying? So, not much. Not much. Not much. That not, that not much was a nice little cherry not on top much. of that bulletin board material. It's exactly what that is. Is he from, is he from Louisiana, by chance? I, I hit a little bit it. when he talked to think Yeah, yeah. I think Jamar Chase is, Jamar Chase is I hit a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's see here. He's from Harvey, Louisiana. Yeah. Good call, Lucius. Steve Harvey, Louisiana. You forgot the first part of that. Yeah. It looks like the thing, uh, (laughs) he was exposed. Is that a two-name thing, Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey. Harvey's a weird one, much like Martin, sort of can, can go either way there. If you're naming your kid Harvey, I, 
Are you, oh, you don't like the name Harvey? I'm kinda, I don't think we're making Harveys anymore. Are we? We're not making Harveys. Harvey, Harvey, we? Harvey Dent. I don't think Lucius, since like. Lucius, tell me you got an uncle named Harvey. I don't have any uncles named Harvey. I thought Lucius no. was going to say, well, I got an uncle Harvey from Tulsa. I got a cousin yeah. Harvey. Yeah, you, you definitely don't have a friend named Harvey who's under the age of 50. I don't I feel know good about Harvey. saying that. Uncle Harvey goes by Red. Yeah, unless he's a third. Yeah, yeah, yeah Red. Yeah, I don't know. Junebug. Junebug. Yeah. Hey, so you were right, Broadus. The thing, uh, he became the thing yeah. after he was exposed to radiation and his yeah. body mutated to yeah. give him rock-like skin. There we go. So something happened in that home fire with David and Joku a few weeks ago. I think it did something. Yeah, He's it playing at the height of his powers right now. now. Yeah, He's a superhero. It's amazing what he's doing. Okay, the Eagles players, uh, some of them believe that the home crowd is partially responsible for communication issues on offense. They're blaming their home fans. With some of their struggles. See, right this now. is how you know you've hit rock bottom as a yep. football team. Uh, Marcus Come Hayes on, Kyler, play this of weekend. the Philadelphia Inquirer. <laughs> He's reporting that over the past month, several Eagles offensive players have hinted that the crowd noise in Lincoln Financial Field has affected the offense's efficiency. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, Marcus Hayes. Oh, Marcus, oh, he's a good writer, but he likes me a lot. He said, now they're going public. That's good. Some yeah. can't hear Jalen Hurts' cadence, some can't hear audibles. Every <laughs> syllable, audible? which is crucial. Some can't hear the play call in the huddle even. The noise can get so bad that the Eagles have had to use silent counts in their own damn stadium. One lineman said that was the case during the infamous run the ball drive. So, uh, yeah, this is this is freaking really, cry about it. This is really getting bad. I mean, come on. Dude. I'm not upset. Yeah, I hope they stay loud and I hope they stay proud there. Philadelphia. Get your stuff together. Yeah, that's I mean, a, come on, dude. This is your home. This is your out. home. Like, this is whatever the hospitality is. You set the standard. You set the bar. This sounds like bitching to be bitching. If it, it really does. It's bitching exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm really sick and tired of it. Uh, but that's the beauty of the Eagles fan. They turn on you so fast. As oh, much yeah. as they love their team and we're so Eagles, we're so Eagles, yeah. they can go from rah-rah chanting in quarter number one to bleep you, I can't stand you, get out of my life forever, Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, you're right. fired now yeah. by halftime. Saw more Jalen Hurts jerseys at that Cowboy Eagle game uh, of any Eagles player, and now they're, like, done with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh, he sucks. It's that quick. He's terrible. You know, they're chanting for him to win MVP the first half yeah. of the season. And then that crowd starts actively playing defense against his own team. Which I love. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I'm all for it. Well, speaking of bitching to be bitching, a lot of people were upset with Micah Parsons, you know, the Brock Purdy stuff. Micah had his podcast, the uh, the Bleach Report one, he, and he answered the comments about his Twitter. Of course he did. With Brock Purdy. People were looking at my tweet. They had all these opinions, but not once did I talk about Purdy. I talked about the things that was going on in the game, right? Everyone that I know, and probably your moms and your fathers were watching the game on Christmas night too. I'm jotting down my thoughts. Am I worried about the 49ers when I wake up? Absolutely not. I have two children. I'm not worried about the 49ers at all. And that's for Debo and whoever else. I'm talking about the game. That's my fair opinion from my page. I don't think Purdy played bad. Obviously, interceptions, the one to call him I know he wish he got back, but I don't think he played a bad game. We talked about Purdy being down. Can he play from behind? Can he have that MVP moment where he shows us that it's not a scheme and he is that guy? I think Kyle Shanahan is obviously one of the best offensive coordinators, coaches in the NFL, right? They obviously didn't want to get into the drop back game because what? There was a lot of pressure. They like to play from ahead because obviously their defense is so good. That's all I was saying. There's nothing wrong with the truth. Like I said, I think Purdy's still having a great year. I have nothing against Purdy. Speak a little truth, people lose their minds, right? And uh, they certainly are right now. And I, I'm for Micah talking his talk, and Brock Purdy had a bad game. So do a lot of quarterbacks. So I, I side with everything that Micah's saying there.
Yeah, yeah, it was nice to see him, you know, deal with something that other quarterbacks have to deal with, which is your first read or two have been taken away. You know, how do you how do you combat that? And the Ravens are a dang good defense. So they good. are as legit as it gets. It's probably Browns Ravens. You know, they're right there, top two. No question about it. All right, 877-881-1053. Where have you taken some L's this week? More importantly, where have you gotten those personal victories? Biggest L, biggest dub featuring big news for the big hurt next here in the nation. Thank you very much, L.A. Uh, we do Biggest L, Biggest Dub every Friday, 877-881-1053. Where have you taken some personal victories? Where have you taken some L's along the way? We'll talk with Carmen Vitale, who covers the NFC North for Fox Sports. Get you set for the Lions side of things at the top of the air. But right now, it's time for Biggest L, Biggest Dub. Shout out to the 817, took a dub. Says his, uh, him and his wife signed their lease for their first apartment. Moving out of the in-laws place. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. yeah. It's a great step, man. Yeah. First year of marriage uh, for me was at my parents' house. Me, my wife, and the, and the newborn. That was a wild, wild animal of a year. So much so that at times I was ripping jewels in the middle of interviews and uh, getting caught with cloudy throat. Remember that, Walt Chuck? Yes, I do remember that. That was, uh, that was an intense, funny, stressful it's time. It's still funny to me. I, I turn it on sometimes when I play it back here. During the show. Having no a bad day, you just need to laugh. Yeah. Just to pick me up. I'll be it's honest. like a cup of coffee. <laughs> just a nice little shot in the arm. Yeah, when you yeah. Who needs a bump when you got that? Yeah. It's 4.30. <laughs> I need to get over this hill. Honestly, Lucius, if you could feed us that bump at any moment, yeah, uh, that would that would be here. lovely, man. I got it in here. You Joe. dig that thing up because that so was one hell of a year. Uh, but congratulations, 817. That's awesome, Here it goes. I told you, I got it on deck at all times. <laughs> Let's listen to it. And at the NFL level, you need guys that are going to be able to cover. Now, um, my other question for you is in regards to. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> oh, that cloud. Oh, that's a good shout oh. to Dalton Miller. Man. Dalton Miller, yeah. Right. Big dub for him. He became a father. Yes. Good for him, man. He did. He did become a father. That's very, very exciting. Hey, tell those people that just got that apartment watch that carpet and watch those walls. Ooh, that's pro tip. Watch those walls. You're right. I need to actually check and make sure they're not charging me for my old apartment. I have an ongoing $500 level L with a previous apartment. (laughs) I told you, bro. Everybody gets them. It comes up as FedEx office when they call me. They got me the first time, and they're not getting me anymore. They need to throw a couple of change-ups in there because when I see FedEx office call me, I know they're hounding me for the 500. They're smart, bro. Yeah. Yeah, one calls me with charity. Charity <laughs> <call>. <laughs> yeah, they set you up for failure. It's a yeah. nightmare. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm not one that's comfortable knowing I owe money to something, but my wife is very comfortable with it. So we're just kind of riding. <laughs> we're, we're sort of riding this $500, and I don't know how high it can take me. I don't know what it's going to be you know, detrimental to over the course of the next few years for me. But, yeah, I got $500, and they call me. Hey, shout out to them, man. Somebody in there making these calls, they are dialed, and they are ready. And they they show up to work every day with their hard hat on, and they yeah, bring their amazing. lunch pail. They are calling the hell out of me. So there's an L for me. That's a that's just a, just sort of a general overarching life L that I'm in the midst of. Uh, let's see here. The two one four. Today is the last business day of 2023. I took a lot of L's this year business-wise. It was down, but still good. At one point, I lost all function in my right arm, but it's uh. back. Life could be worse. I'm grateful. For the experience to grow into 2024. How about that? Glass half full, man. A little glass half full right there. 214 took an L. Twisted that ankle at work. Been hurting ever since. 
What do you What do you work for? Two one four. I want to know what your job pole is. Pole dancing's tough. Well, I roll. I rolled. <laughs> the boss is like, "Can you still come in?" Yeah. yeah so the guy with the one arm too. Yeah. Can you still come in too? Yeah. <laughs> you can answer the phone with your left hand, can't you? <laughs> There's ways around everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can still be productive on you the last Friday of the year. With the- <laughs> yeah. Now we, uh, Walchuk, you mentioned uh, just the the insanity of Joe Flacco right now. Huge dub for the Browns. Sure. Huge dub for Joe Flacco, where he's got an opportunity now to unseat Demar Hamlin for comeback player of the year. Yeah, oh, I mean, wow. you still have Demar at minus one fifty five, so he's certainly the favorite there. But at plus one fifteen, there is Joseph Flacco, who has a chance. I mean, we're we're living in a world right now where the Lions and the Browns technically could each be the the one seed in the respective conferences. The two franchises that we know to be 0-16 level of sewage in the NFL all of a sudden have a chance, thanks to Joe Flacco and Man Campbell, to be the gosh darn one seeds. Incredible. And Kevin Stefanski. Tell me what you said about Kevin Stefanski. He has now become the first Browns head coach to lead the team to multiple playoff bursts since Marty Schottenheimer who led them to four straight postseason appearances in the 80s, 85 to 88. Well, there's an L for Marty, who was just deemed Marty Schartenheimer. He's a Charter. Uh, incidentally, by Wolchuk. But anytime Schottenheimer gets brought up on the show, I have to go back to February 9th, 2021. RIP, oh. the legend that is Marty Ball. Yeah. The Washington Post fires off the headline that reads, Marty Schottenheimer, comma, NFL coach whose teams wilted in the postseason, comma, dies at 77. Damn. Just, I mean, he won so many games. <laughs> But they weren't. Lying. But they weren't the ones that mattered, man. Dude, in the no. postseason. I mean, those Chargers the teams were Marty. so good, and then they'd flame his, out. His son might be driving around. Your dad was a hell of a coach, by the Dang way. Dang right, he was. Yeah, and still is. Yeah, but you you would have you would have gone nuts as a fan for that team. Those oh, teams. I bet, dude. You're you're thirteen and three. You're twelve and four. You're, you're rocking and rolling, and, and then you run, and divisional just, round of the playoffs. No, you're just running the ball every snap. <laughs> yeah, but they right. ran the ball yeah. damn well. They did, man. I mean, right they, up they, until they, they didn't, they, of course. Marty's they scheme were. was really good. Well, then, yeah, it's like, oh, crap, we got to actually. Hey, regular season scheme, bro. It worked. Dude, the playoffs. Man, you, can't, a, you can't win the Super Bowl if you don't make the playoffs. Marty was getting there. He was getting there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. I didn't think Marty could be more disrespected with that headline, and then he got called Schartenheimer, and all yeah. of a sudden I'm feeling even worse for Marty. Hey, the headline was worse. Hey, People we work with here. Huge dub, by the way. I could give the L to the Pistons, but I think it's a dub for the Celtics, who avoided becoming the biggest laughing stock in the sport last night and losing to the Pistons. And it got hairy there for a minute. I mean, this thing went to overtime. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Celtics were like, okay, you know what? Let's give ourselves a challenge. We'll get down super early in this game, and then we'll just have fun on this comeback trail. Yeah. And they end up sneaking out a victory, and you have Detroit – who I, I think is considering raising a banner for getting to overtime versus the Celtics, which is a pretty good feat for them. Uh, but big dub to the Celtics as they did not lose to the worst basketball team, I presume, that the sports seen in uh, an extremely long time. I think 2013, if you look at the 76ers, they had the, the carryover from one year to the other, yeah, they right? Ca- yeah, they carried it over. Uh, so this is like in one single in one, season. In one single season, right. It's it's uh, and you knew as soon as it was going to overtime, they're not winning. No, they're not winning. So, and 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 the NBA continues to not win versus the NFL. The Christmas uh, TV ratings uh, they dropped a considerable amount as the NFL is now uh, eating up some of that television real estate on Christmas Day. And I know, I mean, I was I was enjoying the basketballs, but it was more of it was it would uh, if I had two TVs, it would have been on the on the second smaller TV. 
It was about watching Pat Mahomes yes. try and beat Aiden O'Connell, which of course he couldn't. And we knew that was going to happen because we this used to be their day, and then Roger Goodell said, "Not anymore." Not Sorry, so fast, it's my friend. Our day now. Uh, Nick Saban in Alabama, I feel like, is taking a bit of an L right now because their wide receiver, Isaiah uh, Bond, uh, confessed that the the Crimson Tide can't even really watch film on their tablets or their iPads in fear that Michigan has tapped in yeah. to uh, to what they're looking at there. So thanks to the sign-stealing issues that were brought to the surface this year in regards to Michigan, now Bama getting set for their biggest game of the year versus Michigan's going, we're going to have to watch it the old school way, man. Yeah. I mean, they're they're actually watching tape. Because yeah. they're not they're not dialing it up on the iPads. I, I imagine that hinders your preparation. I mean, yeah. these guys are usually able to probably just sit in their hotel room or on the plane or wherever it is solo. Mm-hmm. I can watch my tape. I can you know figure this thing out. But now I guess I don't know. You got to get everybody in front of a projector screen to start breaking down your tape. That's a bit of a bummer. I think that's an L. I'm still taking Alabama to get the victory though. Mm. If I can be honest. Uh, now also final l maybe the biggest l of the uh, of the week did you see spirit airlines putting a yeah, 6 year old child on the wrong terrible plane. Yeah. absolutely okay so who did you guys criticize here because i'm criticizing the parents who in their right mind is letting their 6 year old fly by themselves anywhere you're trusting I, spirit I, I airlines think, who's well, charging you for your bottle of water that you're bringing on the airplane because of the inches that it's going to take up from a from a seating standpoint if you're ch- a 6 year old Who's putting a six-year-old on a flight anywhere? It happens more often than yeah, you think. Yeah, well, I've been on. Yeah, I've been on. Yeah. A few. At six years old, yeah. Uh-huh. It was By only yourself? going. It was only going like to Tulsa or something, not like a you know, cross-country flight. Okay, only a forty-five-minute flight. But Fair yeah, enough. I definitely did that. Damn, dude. Maybe you don't have the money to fly but with the child. That, or that or, oh, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's good reasons probably, behind it. Yeah, but that's like, probably why they're paying going for to grandma's spirit. house. Yeah, you go. Oh, watch your mouth about that spirit, bro. No, <laughs> I know you love spirit. I do, man. If I'm trying to get somewhere close by but, to the next state, I'm, hey, I'm bouncing the spirit. I'm not criticizing spirit, but it is more affordable, and well, that's why you would send your kid if, on spirit. It feels like that when you look at the ticket, but they catch up. Oh, uh, with yeah, all the extra bags charges and everything else, they catch. That's up. why I love Southwest. The bags flying free. How about that it? is a huge perk. Yeah, you don't know where your kids are going to go, but your your bags are going <laughs> to yeah. be. Perfect. But your bags will make it. <laughs> Damn right. No, but the idea of being a parent and you're you're oh, you're waiting would, for your kid no, to come be, off the plane, and they're like, terrifying. "What do you mean there is no kid?" Frightening. That would be terrifying. I'm, I'm yeah. immediately going yeah. to yeah. ultimate panic mode. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. That grandma gave them a mouthful. Oh, yeah. pause. Yeah. And, All right, see and they boys. gave her some $5 off coupons yeah. for the airport subway. <laughs> Sorry about this. Here's some fake tuna, yeah. honey. We, we did clarify. If you just gave me a couple of buzz balls, now I don't remember yeah, what's happening. Good. I'll be fine with this. Appreciate we'll figure it out. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah. Well, there, I, I believe that's the biggest L of the week, other than, of course, Marty Schartenheimer from the grave. Thank you very much. I'm glad that the 817 got a cackle out of that. I thought it was funny. We love you. From the grave, of course. All right. Uh, let's get to Carmen Vitale. Fox Sports covers the NFC North as an excellent job. She'll help us preview the Lions next year on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.